the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. A couple minutes after 4, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for tuning in. Forecast calling for a lot of sunshine still the rest of the afternoon. Eventually clear skies. May dip below 50 for the first time in, I don't know, I guess this year. I'm not sure that we've been below 50 yet. Uh, sunny tomorrow, high 65. So we're slightly trending down over time here. Sunday, cloudy, high 73. So I was actually at the bank today, just tapping to get a little money out for the weekend and uh, talking to the teller. And, and she was like, yeah, you know, I can't. I can't uh, wait for that 90-degree stuff we, what we have just yesterday to finally be gone. It's the favorite time of the year. I don't know about you, Joe. This is my favorite time of the year. Just the, the coolness sets in, the sweater weather. And now that we're in October, it's okay to have that pumpkin spice latte. I, I like Wawa a lot, but I was a little bit like, come on, guys. You're doing the wa- you're doing this pumpkin spice latte in September, and you're doing the mm. gobbler, Ooh. which has the cranberry and the stuffing. Yeah. In September. It's just too soon. Yeah. Yeah. I especially like the light. You know the light in this time of the year? The, the I, I, light of the... The light of the sun. Yeah, yeah sure. The, the sun is just different, and it's on the trees differently, and it's, I think it's beautiful. Beautiful time of year. So what are you doing this weekend? Anything yet? As we get Before we get the show rolling? want to make sure you don't forget, because, you yeah. know... I don't... I, I, you know, I don't think I have anything planned. That's the best kind of weekend. Yeah. In my mind. And so that means take you know, get up, comes. walk. Do some walking because I don't get to do it during the week. No, you're here busy. Hardest well, especially working. Especially between 4 and 402 and 458. 50. The rest of the time, I can't really vouch one way or the other. Nap time. I like yeah. to call it nap time. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> well, that'll be nice. And it should be good weather for, the, for that. My girls have a soccer game tomorrow and Ooh. also Sunday afternoon. So nice. Grab a little coffee. You're going back. to the games, oh, right? Of course. They videotape them and then yeah. they point things out afterwards. Well, I you never should have passed out. right here. Yeah, I don't ever. I never say. Now, honey, remember these seven things I'm going to tell you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I right. am kind of like that, so I have to be careful. But it's funny when you videotape, and I've done this before coaching the girls. I've coached different sports every other year I'm involved, but I'll videotape a little bit, and it's amazing because you can just look at it. It's not that complicated. See, mm-hmm. if you had broken to the net this way, you would have been open. Mm-hmm. In soccer specifically, you'll often see the kids running around like a pack of bees around a little thing of honey or something. So have you found yourself, uh-oh, the tape's running. I better keep quiet. Well, I, yeah. I, I used to think that all the time. Yeah. I can't say anything. Oh, he missed the pass. Yeah. I yeah. never I never would do that. I, I'm just trying to make sure I don't get too involved in the play because there are times where I get I start I'm, I am watching the game and all of a yeah. sudden the phone's drifting downward. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, Dad, you get the goal? Oh, yeah, look. Wait. Oh, it's your yes, feet. It's oh, it's feet. the grass. Yeah. It's Sorry, I meant to. <laughs> so yeah. anyhow i have fun doing that and just mostly watching the girls grow and play and it's it's a great thing to be able to support your kids that way uh speaking of sports by the way a lot going on 
Baseball playoffs, bunch of games happening. There are four of them today. One's in progress now, Tampa Bay and Houston. And the fifth inning, it's a two-zip Houston. St. Louis at Atlanta uh, later on this hour, they start. You know, our business manager, Heather, is a huge Cardinals fan. Yeah. Not that the red car and the red um, flags. The flags out of her car and the banner on the door to her office. And her uniform. She wears the uniform. <laughs> Other than that, you just never know. So if you need it, the bottom line is, Every time the Cardinals win, like as soon as they win, you go to Heather for stuff you need. Yeah, that's you know? exactly Heather, right. Heather, you know that chair we wanted to buy? Oh, yeah, here's the card. Go ahead, you know. But if they yeah. lose, steer clear. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So, so far, I mean, last night, did you see what happened? The Braves lost 7-6, to six. They're the, you know, and, and one of their best players in Atlanta crushed the ball off the wall, but he didn't run right away. He kind of watched it and then ran, and he wound up on first base instead of second base. Oh. And if he had been running right out of the, out of the box. Could have been. He could have wound up scoring later that inning, and they might have won the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, very talented. He's only 20 years old, though. Sometimes people forget yes. these guys are their kids, yeah. you know. But at the same time, you're a professional, and you got to be running. A guy like me, I don't know about you, Joe, but I had average skill. I had to learn how to maximize my brain yeah. to get success, like watch, take an extra step, watch how a fielder plays, maybe mm-hmm. take an extra base if I notice the, an outfielder's not very quick or not very aggressive. You know, I would mm-hmm. never not just watch just watch the ball. Right. But that's that's just me because I know I need every ounce of speed I can get to get to first base if I want to get on. So I agree. Yeah. I, I I understand that. Do you play ball when you were a kid? You played stickball, uh, right? I was I was a, actually very gifted in baseball. I, I remember I was gifted hearing about hitter that. and pitcher and uh, put your head down and run. That's what you that's what that's what you do. And then you blew your arm out when you were you were nineteen hundred miles an hour, right? I heard. Yeah, you. right. It was it was close to that. It was like one twenty. <laughs> they, that's what the officer said. Oh, right. <laughs> he was using. He was hidden behind a bush, <laughs> and the rest is history. Uh, the the uh, Rams lost thirty twenty nine to Seattle last night Thursday night football. Of course, the Eagles are home this Sunday against the Jets one o'clock, and the Flyers are playing as we speak in the Czech Republic. They're the home team in Czechoslovakia. Go figure that out officially. Yes, this is a trivia question for you, which I'll give you the answer. <laughs> The Chicago Blackhawks yeah. and the Flyers are playing. It's 3-2. Flyers are ahead after two periods. Okay? Oh. But uh, Chicago's in the other conference, and teams in the other conference in the West only come to the East once a year. So turns out Chicago is burning up their quote-unquote home game. The Flyers would have normally played them at the, at the center downtown, but they're playing them in Czechoslovakia today. So if you want to see the Blackhawks, which is a, they're a great team, this year you'll have to go to Chicago, <laughs> like Flyers-Chicago. They won't be here to play. They're, they're using the one game that they play. When you play within your division, you play yeah, a bunch yeah, of games. Yeah. Right? Back and forth. The Islanders, the Rangers, back and forth all the time. But the Blackhawks only come to Philly once a year. And this year, that time is counting when they're playing today in the Czech Republic. So we won't see them at all this year. We will not. Unless we, you know, we get on a plane and go to the or Czech Republic. we could have a real quick yeah. before the game's over in 25 yeah. minutes. Yeah, but it's a six-hour difference, so that the flight's only five, so we should get there an hour before oh, the game Oh, yeah, starts. exactly. Great. I love your math. <laughs> wow, I'm dizzy. So uh, all that said, we have a couple of special guests this hour, and I uh, want to give you a quick Save the Children update, too. So our two guests this hour, uh, John, a gentleman named John Scott, he uh, was the like a record label guy who helped break Tom Petty uh, and, and the Heartbreakers. Tom Petty passed away two years ago this week. And it's a really interesting story. He wrote a book about his, their, their adventures, but it's a really interesting story about how Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers almost never became known. And this is the guy who persevered through and helped 
get them on the radio. Uh, and if they wound up selling like 80 million copies of their music over the years. Tom Petty did. So we're going to chat with him for a few minutes. Also, you've heard of a gentleman named Robin Williams, of course, right? The famous actor and all that. His longtime manager, David Steinberg, is going to join us. There's actually a DVD series out, and we'll talk with him for a few minutes. I, I love picking the brains of people who, uh, you know, have insight. And, you, you know, you, obviously, Robin Williams passed five years ago or so. Can't talk with him, but we had the opportunity to talk to somebody who was close to him. Just from a comedic genius perspective, I know, Joe, because you do and have done voices over the years and right. radio you've done. Right. Robin Williams, of course, like a yeah. pure genius with that. So we'll maybe tap into some of that comedian. And I, I mean, obviously, there's some there's lyrically and some of the stuff he talked about was on the on the edgy side. Right. Uh, but but more about the craft of it. Uh, you know, I'd like to look for common ground where I can. And I think we'll be able to find some. Cool. Fair that enough. That's great. I'm looking forward to it. Speaking of cool, we have Rita's Water Ice uh, gift cards to hand out. And here's how we want to do that. If you want to win a Rita's gift card. $5.60, just a simple little thank you for listening to the station. Uh, text me at 610-500-DOVE during the hour, and we'll give them away till they're gone. I have a stack Whoa. of them. Yeah, Charlie. Wow. I have a stack of them. And so just text in. You're not like caller seven or just text in. I need your name can, and address. Can you give me that text number again? No, you can't win. You work here. 610 500 610-500-3683. 3683. Just text in your first and last name and your address with the zip. And these are courtesy of Briner Chevrolet. Just again, a thank you for our listeners for listening in. Send that in, uh, one per household, of course. And then we'll uh, gather them up and mail them out to you. Fair enough. Last but not least, we are uh, going to give you an update in a moment about our partnership with Save the Children. We've had a wonderful ride with them during the month of September and just got an update. And I want to tell you where we are with that we still have a little ground to cover if we can tackle that this hour that'd be unbelievably wonderful heading into the weekend i'll tell you more, more about that in just a moment it's the tim demar show am 560 wfil wfil.com you're listening to a podcast of the tim demar show heard weekday afternoons four till five on am 560 wfil and at wfil.com it's 414 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Hello to Yolanda, who just texted in, wanted a gift card to uh, Rita's. And Karen, who's going to give it to her son. She's uh, texting in from Philly. And uh, we're glad to send that out to you. If we, uh, if you want to win one, just send me a quick text. 610-500-3683. We'll get you a gift card to Rita's. Again, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Dave Peterson's been over there for many years. Longtime friend of the station and glad to support the program. So we're glad to have him on board and happy to pass along the gift cards to our listeners. Um, a couple other things I want to uh, mention to you. I heard a moment ago, just a little update on uh, Save the Children. It's a partnership we've had for the last few weeks. You've been hearing about it. And we're trying to help raise support for the work that they do in uh, countries where there are, is severe acute malnutrition. So it's very serious stuff. It's not just helping a child uh, improve you know, having a meal to two meals a day or something like that, but it's really children on the brink of starvation. And so um, the suggested donation we were asking folks to help out with was $60, a one-time donation. And we had kind of a goal of getting close to a couple hundred children cared for and rescued, really. And the good news is we're we're – I think just past 80% of the way there. But we had really hoped to wrap things up earlier this week. And long story short, the person that was in charge of like kind of helping us be completely updated on this was sick. So I didn't actually have a number to relay to you to let you know how close we are. I did just get one. And um, we're just under 
40 children's worth, about $2,400 away from that goal. So if you're willing to help out on any level, whether it's the suggested $60 one-time amount, you could do less, you could do $10 or $20 just one time, you could do uh, $100 or $200, whatever it is. Or actually, if you're interested in helping out on a monthly basis, that actually will, um, they have a way of making it work so that they can uh, allocate funds and it'll count 10 times toward our goal. So for example, without giving too many numbers out here, we're around $2,400 short of our goal, which if we had roughly $225 a month come in, if we had you know half a dozen people say, I'll do $25, $35 a month, we'd be done that fast. So any element, any way you can do it, there's a couple of ways to help out. One is toll-free, 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836. Or you can go to WFIL.com and click the Save the Children banner. It's right there. It's in bright red, hard to miss. I believe we're going to completely take the banners down and all that at the end of the weekend. So if you don't have a chance to do it now, you could do it tonight, tomorrow, Sunday. But I think after Sunday, it's going to be gone. Um, and we'll hopefully have an update by Monday morning or you know Monday in the afternoon show to let you know where we are with that. Um, again, 888-884-4836, or you can go to WFIL.com. If you have the bandwidth to let me know that you've contributed, or if you even just want to say, hey, I'm in, count me down for this, I'll send you the phone number. You know, whatever is easiest for you, we want to facilitate this. Uh, it'd be neat to know so that we can kind of update folks during the hour, this hour. Obviously, everybody likes to get on board a moving train. And then when you get close to the finish line, people jump in even faster. So on whatever level you might be able to help out with that, I'll give you the numbers one more time. And then we'll we'll uh, have one more quick break. And then we'll, we're going to get into our, our first conversation with John Scott, the longtime record promoter with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Um, again, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. If you want to reach me by text, if you want to email, it's Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D at WFIL.com. And um, that's whether you want a gift card for Rita's. Anybody can get that. Just send me your address. Or if you want to say, hey, count me in for 50 bucks for Save the Children or something like that, and then I'll get you the info you need. Um, if you want to just go right ahead and contact them, that's fine too. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. Or again, at WFIL.com, the big red Save the Children banner there. Wanted to, um, uh, you know what, let's do a quick break here. I have a couple things I want to run by that stuff's going on in the uh, tri-state area this weekend. And also I mentioned our uh, our first guest, John Scott, is going to be joining us. And uh, we have our pun segment to cap things off with. So a lot happening today. It's the Famous Friday Show. Thanks for tuning in. AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 421. Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL. WFIL.com. It was two years ago this week that Tom Petty passed away. And uh, October 2nd, 2017. And... We have a guest today, somebody who not only knew Tom very well, but was really responsible in large part for the band making the name that they did. His name is John Scott, author of a book called Tom Petty and Me, My Rock and Roll Adventures with Tom Petty. Hello. Hello. How you doing? How you doing, buddy? 
great. I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. I'm on the radio talking about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. That's, that means a lot to me. I bet it does. Well, before we get into the rock and roll adventures you had with him, I thought we could start for a second by your adventures leading up to being involved in music in the first place, uh, including uh, I think your mom used to request songs on the radio, and that played into you wanting to be a DJ. Could you share a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I um, I was 10 years old, and my mom, like I said, she used to call this one country and western music, country and western station that played requests. And she called every Saturday, and, and, and she it just put a smile on her face. And it, I wanted to do anything that made my mom smile, because hmm. I love my mom to death. And I said, I told her one day, I'm going to be a DJ to make you smile. And they, my father and her went out and bought me a Sears and Roebuck tape recorder, and I practiced and started practicing. And... Uh, just reading stuff from a magazine or a newspaper, uh, like a newsman would, or just playing records that were, you know, uh, Chuck, uh, Chuck Berry and whatever, whatever, whatever was popular back then. But uh, yeah, I, I knew when I was ten years old I was going to be a DJ, and I also knew, I think when I was about eighteen years old in 1965 that I would be a promotion man because I heard the song "Under Assistant." West Coast Promo Man by the Rolling Stones, and I thought to myself, that sounds like a pretty good, cool job. Maybe I'll be a promotion man one day. Really not knowing what they did, but I loved the song, and it just hit me that I'm going to do that too. <laughs> well, and I know you worked hard. Your father wanted you to be a businessman, and you wanted to uh, you know, honor that, but you also had the tugging on your heart to, to do the radio and the promotions and went to music school and uh, and even met Elvis along the way as part of uh, your your part time work to earn money to pay for that school, and then you got to your first job at that radio station in Tennessee. A pretty cool path there for you. Oh boy, was it was it ever! And we had uh, the station I worked at had four hundred thousand watts of power. We were an FM station that had a grandfather clause. I think most FM stations have a hundred thousand watts now. Yeah, but we were able. We were lucky enough to be able to play what we wanted to play say what we wanted to say, and we just played new music as much as we could, and all of the Mid-South could hear it, and uh, it was one of the first FM stations in the South to start playing rock music. Matter of fact, my dad said, it'll never work. You can't take away my favorite station, because it was a middle-of-the-road station. I said, Dad, I, I don't know. All I know is they just hired me to play rock and roll. And he said, well, good luck. You're going to be out of a job soon. And I wasn't. <laughs> it was very successful. People started buying FM radios in their car. And the more that happened, the bigger we got. And you know the feeling of what it's like when you answer a, a request line. Yep. Oh, yeah. Some of your friends. Chatting with John Scott, author of the new book, Tom Petty and Me, My Rock and Roll Adventures with Tom Petty. There's so many stories in there. Uh, maybe just share how you first came across Tom and what got you so passionate about wanting to promote him specifically in the band. Well, I had just worked, gone to work. I, I was working at MCA with Leonard Skidder and The Who, and ABC Records hired me to do the same thing I was doing at MCA, head of album promotion. And I went there, 
And three days into my job, I opened my closet and an album fell out. And it had no description of who it was. It said nothing on the label, uh, who it was. And And like you, I'm a music nut. I decided to sit down and listen to it. And I heard Breakdown. And I heard American Girl. And every hair on my body was standing up. And you know that feeling, I know. You get goosebumps. And, but I didn't know who I was listening to. So I went to my boss and asked who this band was, and he said, we're dropping him. It's been out for eight months, and it sold 12,000 copies, and uh, we've just spent too much money on them. And I looked at him as a punk band. Are you kidding me? He said, yes, John, that's what radio stations have told us. He's a punk band, so we're dropping him. And I begged him for six weeks to just give me a chance to play it with a lot of my friends in, that I had made in the uh, FM radio business. And I went on a one-man mission uh, with no money to spend and just called and called and called people. And finally, I guess they probably started getting irritated with me. And so they finally listened to the record. And all of a sudden, Breakdown, which had been out in 1976 as a single and did nothing, was put out again in 1977 as a single, and it went to number 40 on the charts. So I just knew, for some reason, that I was listening to a band like no other. I mean, to me, the America's most iconic rock band. And I just had to spread the word. Something told me, just go after that. Don't stop. And um, so I won't back down. means a whole lot to me as well, as you may know. Yes. It's just, it came from passion of music. And you know what that feels like. I do. Having passion is what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. Is there one song in particular that you you were working to radio stations over the years that you felt the most passionate about? Probably Breakdown. Um, because when I first heard it, like I said, I didn't know who it was. But I heard Breakdown. And, and just everything about that song spoke to me. And I would say that's probably the greatest song that had the greatest influence on me because not many people were playing it, and I was determined to change that. And so I would have to say Breakdown is probably, besides I Won't Back Down, one of my favorite songs. And um, as you may know, uh, Tom dedicated this song to me at his very last concert. Yes. I Won't Back Down for what I did for him in 1977. We were friends for 40 years. John Scott, kind enough to take a few moments to chat with us. The new book was called Tom Petty and Me, My Rock and Roll Adventures with Tom Petty. Congratulations on putting it out. Thank you so much for talking about my book. It's uh, doing great. Go to TomPettyMe.com. Even if you're not a Tom Petty fan, if you're a rock and roll fan, you'll love my book. Very good. Thank you, John. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. All right. John Scott, again, author of the book, Tom Petty and Me, My Rock and Roll Adventures with Tom Petty. Joe, are you, are you a, a Tom Petty fan, or do you know much of his music? I, I didn't know. I do a, know his music. Yeah. I was never you crazy. Never, you never got it or whatever? Yeah, Some people, I liked it, a Jersey guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the album Full Moon Fever came out in 1989. I was at college, and the, the song he's talking about, I Won't Back Down, was one of the biggest songs from that album. There was Running Down a Dream, which is a really fun song references del shannon uh 
and oh. um, trying to think what other songs were. The Free Fallen was a huge song. Yeah. Anyway, that album was the well, kind of my introduction. Right. But that sometimes it's a function of age too. It depends on how old somebody is when they yeah. get into it. Right. It, what, what was it? Seventy nine. Uh, no, well, the Full Moon Fever album was eighty nine. Like the big song, like American Girl, was in the mid seventies. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I was doing but, rock and roll in the. Were you? Late seventies, early eighties. Well, you heard him talking there about John Scott, the author yes. of the book. Yeah. Buying his parents buying him a Sears and Roebuck tape recorder. Exactly. What do you? That, as soon as he Same said thing that, happened to me. Did you, really? Oh yeah, my fa- I asked Dad to buy me a, a recorder and a couple of microphones because I wanted to do plays. I, so I took t- I took some uh, Mark Twain plays. Okay. The, Jumping Frog of something county. Okay. And uh, All right. I, I divided up the parts, and a friend of mine and I did them as a. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we would do characters. <laughs> right. And I had a pause button on the recorder. Yeah. So we could change characters, or we could say, okay, now we want to do. Oh, the good old pause button. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. And it was an Ampex, an Ampex reel to reel, along with an Ampex um, wow. radio and uh, cassette. I think I had a Panasonic, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. I might, I'm a little younger than you, but but not much, you know, yeah. in terms of the on the whole radio. It's it's fascinating because I did this. I'm guessing you did this in your house, in the living yes. room or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So they say radio radio is theater of the mind. Exactly. And so there's there's nothing like you know having the equipment all around and imperfect as it was. I remember having tape recorders and then we used to stay i use our house hi-fi and uh record player and yes all of it i used to make christian radio music countdowns and really? yeah i have like three different tape recorders and boom boxes all patched in and when i'd play the finished product back you could hear all the clicks and all the you know there was like <laughs> two seconds of dead air and whatever i still have all those tapes from 30 plus years ago you know but it brings I, back memories you know so anyway, I don't have those tapes. There was a cassette, and I I lent it to the other guy that was doing this stuff with me. You should dig that up. It, uh, yeah, I'm I, a pat rack. I thought you'd be a pat rack. I have a lot of that. I've stuff. collected. Uh, I started collecting in the late '90s because I knew that radio and I were going to part ways at some point soon. Yeah, you've been saying that forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to say. Anyway, but uh, you mentioned voices, by the way. Yes, what you've done. You know, we have another guest before the hour's through coming up in just a little bit. Yes. Uh, his, his name is David Steinberg, and he's a longtime manager of Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, a Time Life series coming out right. now, and so he's going to chat with us about it for a few minutes. Busy guy, a lot of stations he's talking to. We're going to talk with him for that sounds five, pretty cool. five or six minutes. Yeah, I want to hear about the voice thing because obviously Robin Williams, one of his – he did physical comedy, mm-hmm. right, and very quick wit, oh. but also all the voices he did. Yes. So I want to learn about that a little bit. Um, I want to also just point out something. John Scott, who was the guy we just had on there, the author of that book, Tom Petty and Me, something that I think is really worth thinking about is the fact that he believed in uh, the music of Tom Petty. He really liked it. Literally, it was hilarious. He said the album, He, I mean, for those just tuning in, John Scott we had on, um, he was a record label guy. Was working with Leonard Skinner and the Who and all these bands. And then he switches labels and he opens the closet in his office, and an album literally falls out into his hands. And the album's not marked. He doesn't know who it is. No one's told him what it's about. He listens to it. He likes it. He goes to the label and the people above him say, "Oh, we're about to th- we're about to drop those guys. They're punk rock." And he's like, "They're not punk rock. What are you talking about? This is regular rock." Right. So they're about to drop them. He believed in it. Said, "Give me six weeks." And it helped me 
make a case for this to my record, my, my radio friends. Right. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers go on to sell 80 million albums. To that point, when they're about to drop them, 12,000. From 12,000. That's unbelievable. I mean, right. that can happen. Right. Well, wow. the point being, the power of one. So whatever it is, whatever you're passionate about, if you're a Christian, I'm a believer and I want to be passionate about the Lord. I want to take time with people one by one and, and hopefully be a blessing, uh, starting with my wife and kids, but my neighbors and those around me. Uh, but whatever it is you're passionate about to be able to have vision to say, I want to go for this. Uh, and again, I would encourage you to do that with, with you know, what, what does God want? Not what do I want? What's my dream? But, you know, subject that to God and trust that he'll steer you well and, and in his ways. That's the best way you can go. Um, but I bring that up because I think sometimes people feel like they, it, they don't really have much of a say. And I'm, I'm just tying this into our partnership with Save the Children. I want people to remember as we've been working with them, uh, you, you know, we have, as we've asked people to help this past month, that you have the opportunity to step in with whatever you do. And it will, if you, if you don't, that's okay. But if you do, there's a tremendous amount of good that happens. And, um, and you could wind up saving the life of a child who then grows up and has a whole life to bless many other people and, and for generations to come. So it's not just about the one time, let's make a donation. Okay, we'll do a little something. That can lead to men, many more good things happening. So be encouraged, as you heard us talk about it, uh, to, to step in and believe that it's, it's a lot more than even just the little act of, of love now. Uh, I just found out that someone had given a couple hundred dollars toward the goal, which is fantastic. We are tw- under $2,200 from completing our goal with Save the Children. And um, so if you're willing to help out with that, it's 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836, or you can go to com and click the Save the Children banner. And so the power of one, you do matter, no matter what you can do. The funds that you you contribute will help Save the Children provide emergency nutrition and medical care to children suffering from severe acute malnutrition. I dare say that that's the most important thing that we will do during this hour and with our radio station, or one of the most important things that we're doing these days. It's part of what we're doing as a radio station. So thank you to all those who have helped out. Please consider stepping up. Uh, we had wanted to wrap this up earlier this week, and I mentioned earlier in the hour, the person who updates these things for us actually got sick, and we didn't have an update to pass along to you for a couple of days. So as we head into the weekend, would you be willing to step up and help out in some way by calling or going online? Again, 888-884-4836 or WFIL.com. Lastly, if you have a second to text me and let me know that you actually did something, that way I can update our listening audience between now and the end of the hour. I don't have that ability to get it once you call them and, you know, whatever. Or if you text me first and say, I'm going to call, that'll be good enough. Uh, text line here is 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Uh, last thing, uh, kind of using that text line just for fun. On the other end of the spectrum, we are passing out Rita's gift cards today as a thank you for listening in. And anybody's welcome to one. Just send me a quick text with your full address and zip code so I can mail it out to you. Fair enough? One per household, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Let's uh, take a quick break, and we'll come back and uh, bring in our guest, David Steinberg, longtime manager of Robin Williams. We also have our fun pun segment coming up to wrap up the show. One of Tom Petty's biggest songs and the one he dedicated to our guest just a moment ago, John Scott. Won't back down. Well, I'm- 
and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 442 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for listening in. Once again, if you'd like a free gift card to read us, there's a little thank you for tuning in. Courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet, just send me a quick text, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Need your mailing address with the zip code in there, so it's all nice and easy for us to mail that out to you. We'll uh, do that until we're out. Have a nice little stack here. Congratulations to Yolanda and Philly. How do you say, oh, Karen and Philly. Also, how do you say L-O-U-R-D-E-S, Lords? Yeah, Lords. Lords. Lord, it's like a full I, I went to Our Lady of Lords in Overbrook. Oh, see, I okay. graduated. Oh, I didn't. Okay. I, I felt a little intimidated by that name. Like, I can't even say it. Like, uh, Well, if you're from Philly, you say Lords. Oh, well. <laughs> so, Lords uh, is in Philly. Congratulations to Lords. I feel like I'm swallowing something there. And uh, we have more to hand out. So, send a quick text in 610 500 3683, and we'll. Gladly mail a gift card out to you. Just need your mailing address for that. Uh, one other thing to give you a heads up on now that we're into October next month, I can say, it's Family Life's Weekend to Remember Marriage Conference. This is really a cool thing. Whether your marriage is going great or whether it's not so great or somewhere in between, this is a uh, an, an event that we do and we're with, you know, it's helping support every year. And um, not only is it helpful uh, as a tune-up at a time of reconnecting and encouragement in your marriage and, and you know, practical messages to help grow in your walk together and, in, and with God. Uh, we actually, as a fun thing, we have two full conference registrations to hand out. So one couple will go on us and family life includes a two night hotel stay. The conference itself is in King of Prussia. Just go to WFL.com, click the weekend to remember banner and get yourself entered. We uh, will wrap that up this coming Thursday, the 10th. So sometime this weekend, if you get a moment, jump on board and do that. The uh, text line is dinging here, and Renee just wanted to text in from Sharon Hill and said that Renee Renee would like to have a gift card, uh, and we're glad to do that. Um, yeah, and we'd also like to give a donation in memory of her husband, James Roy Wilson. Uh, passed away a year ago, loved his children, loved children. So he wants to, Renee's going to give some kind of a gift in, in conjunction with Save the Children. Thank you, Renee, for doing that. And we're happy to send you a gift card too. But and also thank you uh, for passing along that note about uh, your your husband. And God bless you as you march along. One day we're separated for a time, right? But then we get reconnected uh, together in heaven. Um, if you know the Lord, that's that's the promise of a James uh, John chapter fourteen says that um, Jesus said, "I go to prepare a place for you, so to not let your hearts be troubled or be af- or be afraid, uh, but to know that He has prepared a place for us." So thank you again for your, your text, uh, Renee. And before I forget, I had a, a nice note come in, Joe. A card. Actually got mail. We don't give the mailing address out, but people actually do write cards. And this is from Noelia and said, I want to thank you and Creation Concerts for the King and Country tickets that we gave out uh, uh, last week. It was an amazing and special time. My husband and I were celebrating our 33-year anniversary. Ooh, nice. Yeah. God's perfect gift and timing. May God continue to bless you. That's uh, from Noelia and her husband, and she mailed that in. If you ever want to send a note in or a letter or whatever, it's 117 Ridge Pike, Lafayette Hill, PA, 19444. Lots of ways to get in touch with the station. Again, uh, yeah. Wow. So, all right. All that said, 
uh, we have a guest we want to bring in. In conjunction with uh, – there's actually a release coming out more uh, – you know, Robin Williams passed away five years ago. Um, comic genius. He had, his manager is joining us. Uh, there's, a, there's a Time Life series. It's out. A bunch of DVDs. And uh, David Steinberg, thank you for taking time to, to hang out with us for a few minutes. Oh, don't be silly. It's my pleasure. So the first thing I thought about when I had that – I'm going to have a chance and opportunity to, to interview the manager for Robin Williams and thinking – how does a person manage Robin Williams? <laughs> so, what was what was your job like, and what you know? What did you need to do, and what did Robin need from you? What Robin needed was really just for us to clear the decks for him, to give him the space to be who he was. What we didn't do was anybody let anybody dictate what Robin was going to talk about, uh, what he was going to wear, how he was going to deal with any subject matter. We really just uh, created a safe space for his mind uh, to travel in. I had a chance to watch some of the uh, the DVD the DVDs that were you know part of the Time Life collection, and uh, in it okay. you had an interview where you mentioned that Robin was never rude or dismissive, and um, you know I, I wouldn't have guessed he would have been, even though he's very obviously very energetic. But uh, share about that, and, and why do you think he was that way, and how did he keep himself grounded and, and treat you and others well, despite the fact he was such a, a huge star? Robin was incredibly gentle and uh, and respectful to people. Uh, people who needed something, people... Uh, he hated people who were nasty and rude and never found... Uh, he never really took the opportunity to be awful to people, uh, which a lot of famous people do. Robin uh, defended those who needed it and uh, uh, went after those people who deserved it. He was just, when someone needed uh, some comforting, you know, someone who maybe had a bad break health-wise or through some other violence, something, Robin was always there always there to uh, to defend them and talk about them and make them feel better. He, I can't even count the number of hospitals that he went to visit people he didn't even know him and the number of hundreds of people he would have on the sets of his movies, people who had some physical problems, and Robin was always there for everybody. He had a very respectful upbringing, hmm. very respectful family, and... Uh, some people are born with a kind heart and don't ever uh, take the opportunities that they're afforded. Like, you know, Robin was a star from the time he was 20 years old, uh, right up until the end. And he never played a big star role. He was just, he was another guy. Hmm. He was just another guy who cared. Chat with David Steinberg, longtime manager of Robin Williams. Um, and I'm sure you know, you've been friend with, you're friends with him for many, many years. Um, and I'm sure for him, having a true friend you know, be something that would take time, like who really wants to know me for me and, and who's in it for my celebrity. Did you have any things you personally had to say, you know, I've got to keep this in mind to help Robin know that and then that I am here truly for him as opposed to what he can do for me? I would say that uh, Robin knew that uh, uh, how much I respected who he was and what he did. Mm. And I never forgot what he brought to the party and what I brought to the party. There was no party without what he brought. 
And so he needed to have the uh, space to do what he did. And my job was to keep that space for him and keep, uh, keep it as honest as humanly possible. Okay. You know, um, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. and, and Bob had always uh, knew, uh, knew what I was doing and knew that I was thinking of him first. You know, physical and, humor and intellectual humor and all the voices, all those things, right? He, I mean, they, he worked on so many levels uh, from his comedy. Do you know yeah. where that came from and how, or much about Robin's early life with humor prior to becoming a star and, and where yeah. those things came from? Uh, I think I do. He was, he was a very lonely kid. His dad worked for uh, General Motors and Ford uh, at different times, obviously, and they traveled a lot. This, uh, his dad and his mom. So they were all over and uh, not taking Robin when he spent a lot of time at home mm. uh, on his own, you know, with the, with the housekeeper. Right. Uh, and so he really, he had to entertain himself. And I think all of those voices that he was so great at doing yeah. were characters that he just made up as playmates that he didn't have. Hmm. You know, Very interesting. He would create situations. He would. Uh, he loved uh, uh, soldiers and, and the military, and he used to create these battles and these situations and play all the characters. That's why he was so seamless. How he could go from uh, from setting to person to person to setting. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. That's because fascinating. He, he, that's that's how he learned to paint pictures. David Steinberg, I know you have. Plenty of folks to talk to, so thank you for chatting with us a little bit, and uh, and we appreciate your time. Have a great rest of your day. My pleasure. I hope everybody gets some enjoyment out of this. All right. David Steinberg, again, the longtime manager from Robin Williams, and um, there's a DVD series out that he's uh, on the air chatting with different stations about, so we're glad we could pick his brain a bit. Love hearing and learning some of about Robin's early days, too. That's a really cool story there, an explanation behind uh, Robin's genius. We have a short break to take, and then we have our Now That's Punny segment. Also a reminder, if you'd like to win a gift card to Rita's, we still have a few to go. If you want one, just text me at 610-500-3683. Just basically need your first and last name and your mailing address, so once we receive it, we can mail it out to you. Make sure to put your zip code in there. They're courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown to support our fine broadcast. Quick break. We'll be right back. WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 456, the Tim DeMoss Show. Just a quick heads up if you're looking for something to do this weekend. It's the New Life Animal Rescue, 5th Annual Gone to the Dogs event. Burlington County Fairgrounds, Route 206 in Columbus, New Jersey. Artists, crafters, vendors, inflatables, food trucks, the alumni strut. It's 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. tomorrow. More info at newlifeanimalrescue.org. We've had Kim on from that uh, ministry, that that, uh, that um, uh, charity uh, work that they do, Southern New Jersey-based animal rescue based on Proverbs 12.10. The Righteous Care for the Needs of Their Animals. It's a network of loving foster homes dedicated to rescuing homeless and abandoned animals, primarily special needs dogs. Again, more info on that, newlifeanimalrescue.org, and that big event happening tomorrow, 10 to 4. Joe, it's about that time. Now that's punny. 
Joe, I dreamt about mufflers all night last night. And I woke up absolutely exhausted this morning. Do you ever think, you know, if you look really, really, really closely, all mirrors look like eyeballs. <laughs> Yesterday, I screamed into a colander and wound up straining my voice. You know, colander, spaghetti, you get it. All right. What did the pirate say when he turned 80 years old? I'm 80. I'm... Hey, Joe, why did the old man fall in the well? Because he couldn't see that well. <laughs> what do you call a Frenchman who wears sandals? Philippe Flop. Polite golf clap. My son Toby asked me, Hey, Dad, what rhymes with orange? I said, No, it doesn't. I just wrote a book on reverse psychology. I do not want you to read it. Thank you very much. My wife and I had a little disagreement yesterday. She told me not to act like a flamingo anymore. So you know what? I just had to put my foot down. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.